Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. My name is Colleen Edwards-Chesley, and you are listening to Women in Leadership, a show that is broadcast here from Pensacola Business Radio X, which we graciously appreciate. They have been our host for our shows, and we are getting into more than double digits of shows. I think we're up to like about 25 uh, shows right now. So I'm super excited that we've been able to do this. We appreciate Pensacola Business Radio X so much for the opportunity. And this show is also brought to you by Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, which is a local organization in Pensacola, Florida, where our mission is to promote, advance, and improve women in business. We do that in a number of different ways. But today, I want to really focus on our event that's coming up in less than a week. We have our fifth annual Pursue Your Passion Conference. I said fifth annual. This is our fifth time doing it. We are super excited. And the whole reason we do this is definitely to help promote, advance, and improve women in business. But the bigger difference is also to create an arena of charitable giving. We donate 80%, not 10%, not 15%, not 20%, but 80% of our conference profits go to Gulf Coast Kids House, which is an amazing um, not-for-profit here in the Pensacola area. They are the advocacy center for children that have either been physically or emotionally abused or neglected in some way. So we really appreciate them. Our goal this year for the conference is to actually help their employees. Um, they get a lot of focus on their programs and services, which they definitely need. But we wanted to kind of turn the tables a little bit and focus on their employees. So the goal for this year is $5,000. And we hope to be able to raise that through the conference profits and be able to donate it to them for them to improve their security. This is really scary that the Gulf Coast Kids House does an annual walkthrough with the Pensacola Police Department every year. And this year, the Pensacola Police Department said that they um, they encouraged the Gulf Coast Kids House to put ballistic film across the entire front of their building. I couldn't imagine working in an in a building where the police department says, we think you should have ballistic film across the entire front of your building. That means there is a huge security threat for the employees that are there. And being that it is a not-for-profit that focuses um, on children in the area, they also have a lot of employees that are female. So our goal is to help them improve that security and help them get to a point where they can afford this ballistic film. They did some quotes, and unfortunately, the, the quotes for ballistic film across the entire front was extremely expensive. So what we're able to donate might be a portion of what they're what they're needing to collect for this, but it's something that we're able to help them and um, help provide some additional security. If they're not able to get to that goal, then they do have other security needs in the building as well, you know, enhanced uh, security systems, um, being able to tighten down some of their other um, possible entry points uh, that go into the building that somebody might try to come in with, um, you know, with with a threat. So there's other things that they're going to be able to do with this money as well. So we're super excited that that is our goal this year. Security is a big thing in today's world. And, and we're excited that we're going to be able to help protect their employees. If their employees are not protected, then they can't do the the valuable programs and services that that they provide for this community. And the numbers are scary. The number of children that end up going through their programs throughout the year is an extreme number, more than than I'm even comfortable saying, but um, it's definitely a need in, in this community. We need to make be able to protect them, protect their employees so that they can do those valuable services 
for the children of our community. So that is the goal for this year. And we've got a lot of things going on next week in regards to the conference. We've got a ton of sponsors that have signed up. I think our total sponsor number, I was shocked to get the list today. We're up to 29 sponsors for next week's conference. So we, without the sponsors, we couldn't make the conference possible. So I want to go ahead and list all of our sponsors this year for the Platinum Level, which is our title sponsor role. That is Penn Air Federal Credit Union. We're super excited to be able to spotlight them. We've got a lot of promotion going out. We've got billboards up around town. We've got banner ads on lots of different websites that are up to help um, benefit Penn Air Federal Credit Union and bring more awareness to the actual conference. We've also got our gold sponsors. The UPS store at Blue Angel Parkway is one of our gold sponsors. We've also got Encore Productions as our gold sponsor and the sign shop of Pensacola as gold sponsors. Those uh, businesses are amazing in this area. If you're in town and you need something printed, please go by and see UPS. If you need, if you have a great event that you need some extra promotion for, talk to Encore. They're going to be doing some really cool stuff like bringing some huge screens to be able to put at our conference to spotlight anything that's going on on the stage. And then the Sign Shop of Pensacola does some great signage as well, in addition to banners, embroidery, t-shirts, lots of different things as well. Our stage sponsor this year is an exclusive spot, so we only have one stage sponsor, and that is Cox Communications. We're super excited to have them on board. We're going to have a lot of signage up on the stage to help promote them as well. And we couldn't do everything we're doing with the conference without the ability to have them coming in as stage sponsors. So we really appreciate that. We've got several different bronze sponsors. We've got Kate Trike Photography, who does a lot of family, individual photography, as well as um, she does photography for ballet lessons and productions and lots of amazing things where she showcases uh, children and families as well in her photography. We've also got 850 Media. They did our PED Talk intro videos. So we're super excited to have on, them on board. That's a new service that um, that we're utilizing this year with the conference. So super excited to have 850 Media. We've got Florida Small Business Development Center at UWF as one of our bronze sponsors. Perdido, Perdido Key Amber, or Area Chamber of Commerce and the Gulf Breeze Area Chamber of Commerce are also our bronze sponsors. In addition to Innisfree Hotels came in as a bronze sponsor. So we really appreciate all those sponsors at the bronze level. We've got several at the pay it forward level. We've got everything and the wedding too is our DJ service for the event. A little touch of elegance is our decorator. We've also got um, contributions from other pay it for sponsors, Studer Community Institute, WEAR ABC3, Pensacola Business Radio X. Pensacola State College Foundation, Kelly Cove Flowers and Gifts, and Environmental Security, which is called INSEC. So we're super excited for all the Pay It Forward sponsors as well. And Pay It Forward is something that a culture that we try to create in the organization of not only being able to help ourselves, but paying it forward to somebody else. So we couldn't do everything we do with the conference without those Pay It Forward sponsors. We do have other levels as well, our supporter sponsors. We've got Foam Station and Metal Creation coming in at the supporter level. We've got Elite Services, Quality Clean, Indoor Plant People, Just Judy's Flowers, Southern Gardens, Florist and Gifts, uh, Yumi Susie Designs is our graphic designer, and Johnson Construction at the supporter level. Thank you to all those amazing sponsors as well. And then our final level are our advocate sponsors. We've got Travel Leaders, Margaritaville Beach Hotel, 
and also the Better Business Bureau of Northwest Florida. Wow, that's an extensive list of sponsors. And I know we've still got a few more coming in. So uh, at this point, did you hear the broadcast? It might be a little too late, but if there's anybody that's interested, we would definitely uh, love to hear from you as well. Another huge thing that we got for the conference, and I'm super excited to be able to showcase this as well, is that the city of Pensacola was able to do a mayor proclamation for us. And they've done this for us in the past couple of years. My goal is to still be able to get more organizations to be able to recognize the um, the efforts of what we're doing. And the mayor proclamation actually is proclaiming next week as National Business Women's Week. So that will be celebrated throughout the city of Pensacola. We might be one of the only ones doing it, and we don't love that. So we want to encourage other businesses, organizations, events. If you're doing an event next week that focuses on women or that has anything to do with women in business, we would love to have you jump on board as well to help celebrate National Business Women's Week. So we will have the mayor. He's going to stop by either on Wednesday night at our event or he'll be at the conference on Thursday to be able to officially um, declare it and to be able to uh, hand us over the the proclamation. So super excited about that. Um, if you have not registered for the conference, you, time is running out. This conference will be held on Thursday, October 19th. We also have an event the night before called the Meet the Speaker and Sponsor event. That one's free and open to men and women that you could attend. That's Wednesday, October 18th, and it's from 5 to 7 p.m. Everything that we're doing is all at Sanders Beach Community Center. So if you want to come out just to the Wednesday event, meet the speaker, which means meet our keynote speaker. She will be in town and, and be attending that event. She's also got three books that we're selling. Uh, she is a um, national speaker coming down from Chicago, but she brought three books with her that are out of the seven books she's got on the bestseller list. So you might want to come by and grab a book. We're selling those for a $20 donation. That obviously helps our conference profits as well. So out of $20, lots of those dollars, close to $18, goes back to Gulf Coast Kids House. And you get a book for free. So that's kind of a, kind of a neat little benefit with that as well. The last day to buy tickets at the $79 rate is today, Friday, October 13th. After today, they go up to $99. So if you get this message and you want to go ahead and grab your ticket, I would encourage you to get it today. And if not, then um, we still appreciate it because that's even more money that goes to help Gulf Coast Kids House as well. Our featured speaker, in addition to our keynote speaker, we've also got Quint Studer, who's going to be talking about high performers struggle with change. And that one kind of hit me um, in the gut because I always thought, well, change is something that just happens normally and you need, just need to accept it. I've, I'm probably the only one that, that has an issue with it. But in reality, he's going to talk about how that's just much more common than, than we really let on or we really realize. So super excited to have his presentation coming. We also have Sue Strawn. Her presentation is called Let Your Passion Find Your Purpose. So she is a big advocate in this area as far as uh, custom or as far as charitable giving and community events. And so she's going to talk about why it's not your purpose in life that determines what your passion should be. It's your passion that helps determine what your purpose is in life. So she's going to talk about, you know, is it your heart? Is your heart in the work that you do? Or is it the, the work you do creates, pulls those heartstrings? I'm excited to hear her presentation. And then we've also got Andrea Krieger, who is at Pensacola State Foundation. Her presentation is called You Choose, 
motivated by fear or inspired by excellence? And this one got me as well. She talks about, do you get butterflies when you pitch an idea or make a sale? If you spend additional hours working to make sure your work is perfect before you hand it in, are these indications of fear or inspiration? And is one good or is one bad? You know, if something motivates you, does it matter that it's fear that motivates you or or does it matter that it's inspiration that motivates you? She's going to talk about why those are diverse. There could be diverse consequences between the two, depending on how the motivation is viewed. So I'm super excited to hear her presentation as well. If um, you'd like to attend, we would love to have you at, at this particular event. Now I'm going to turn it over to the ladies that are in the studio today. I am super excited. We've got two wonderful women in here with us today, and we're going to talk about some amazing things. The first one I want to introduce is Christine Briggs. Welcome, Christine. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning. Christine is a nurse practitioner. She is with the Hormone Restoration Center right here in Pensacola. She's also a member of Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. So we really appreciate you being a member and and she's one that comes and attends a lot of our meetings. I typically see you in Gulf Breeze and it makes sense because you are located downtown on Garden Street as well. And Christine's actually uh, was born in Orlando. So she's a, a Florida girl, but she moved back up here after a lot of work in the nursing industry. She actually has 24 years of combined experience as registered nurse and nurse practitioner. But for the last 10 years, she's really specialized in bioidentical hormone therapy. And I'm just super excited because I know this is a big deal for women. I would expect most of your clients are women, but you also say that you treat women and men. So tell me more about what it is that you really do, how people why people come to uh, seek your services and maybe what are some of the benefits that they might get from utilizing something like the Hormone Restoration Center? Absolutely. Um, We do treat both men and women. Our ratio is running about 80% women and 20% men. And during the WHI, the Women's Health Initiative study back in 2002, Um, They studied women who were 65 years of age and older, and they were placed on synthetic hormones at that time. And it was a longitudinal type study to see the effects of those synthetic hormones on women. Unfortunately, there were some adverse um, events that occurred. And so the study was stopped about 10 years early. And at that time, hormones got labeled as bad yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always heard hormones is bad, or at least the ones that are the 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 synthetic ones, right? Right. So, since 1939 in the United States, bioidentical hormones were developed for women who had had radical hysterectomies, and they were used in the form of an implantable pellet. So the physician at that time would you know, bring the women in, they would have their hysterectomies and they would be replaced with these bioidentical hormones. And they did very well. When the introduction of synthetic hormones came into being in the late 1950s, early 60s, it became faster for the physician to write a prescription than it was to do a 10-minute procedure. And we got away from using bioidentical hormones and went to the synthetic prescription type. Um, but these are not new. They are not experimental and they are extremely effective in their treatment for both men and women. Does it take, I didn't know that. So bio, bioidentical, you had to have a procedure in order to put them in. Does, is that still the case? 
It is if you use implantable pellets. It's like a, a 10 minute procedure. Um, it's done painlessly. So these little pellets, the largest is about the size of a grain of rice, is implanted into the fat tissue in your hip and closed with a steri strip. So there's no suturing involved. Um, it's a, a tiny little incision that's made that's maybe the size of my pinky nail width. Mm-hmm. And the other way that we also prescribe is by a sublingual um, hormones. Which means like under the tongue, right? Correct. Got it. So those have to be absorbed through the buccal mucosa membrane um, in order to reach the bloodstream where implantable pellets are direct bloodstream absorbed. Awesome. And the implantable ones, is that like kind of like a time release? It is not. These are metabolism release. So these are based on natural metabolism. Um, Sometimes time-released hormones get released into the body when we really don't need them. So during the day when our metabolism is up because our heart rate is up, our respiratory rate is up, how we burn calories is increased, that's when our body demands more use from hormones. But during evening when the sun begins to set, you know, our brain excretes uh, melatonin Mm -hmm. and it starts also to help slow down our metabolism. So our heart rate slows down, our respiratory rate slows down, how we burn calories slow down. So we don't need as much hormones in the evenings and at night when we're sleeping, that's when we're slowest. So we don't need that. So we don't need time release in the evening and nighttime when we don't need hormones. So that's why ours is based on natural metabolism. Awesome. Do y'all, do you guys provide at the Hormone Restoration Center, do you provide the implantable ones? We do. Okay. Do you have, is there, what's the difference? I mean, it's, do you recommend one or the other, or is it really an individual choice that has lots to do with other reasons behind it? Right. Um, so not everyone is a candidate for implantable pellet. Um, it is our, our main way that we do deliver hormones, but not everyone is a candidate for those. So our second choice would be the under the tub sublingual hormones. Do one of them work? But I mean, if you had the choice, you would recommend the implantable ones I would. over the sublingual? I would, okay. yes. Because of the direct blood absorption, we're not having to go through the buccal mucosa membrane. So measuring how much is absorbed through the mucosa is a little bit more difficult. Got it. Okay. And this sounds like a dumb question because I'm a girl and I don't know a lot of this kind of, I'm, I'm not in the medical field. So I'm going to ask you some really basic questions. Sure. So is it only women that have had hysterectomies or is other women that come to you for other, other symptoms? So women come for me not only for hysterectomy, but for other symptoms. Sometimes they just don't feel good. Maybe they're, you know, they don't have the energy they used to. They're fatigued. They're gaining weight, particularly around the middle and the belly. Maybe they're not Which sleeping Which is the worst well. place to gain exactly. weight. Exactly. Not exactly. from a not from just a fashion standpoint, but there's medical reasons behind yes, why weight in that area is difficult. Yes, you're talking about cardiovascular disease, exactly. Um, and so maybe they don't know. Um, could this be my thyroid, or could this be my hor- or my hormones? And we do test extensively thyroid as well as the hormones because that's Paul all part of the endocrine system that affects each and every part of the endocrine system. Yeah, and endocrine is a is a um is more of a all body thing, isn't it? Yes, it it is. like can appear in different areas. So you may have I may have symptoms completely different than the woman next to me, but it may be the same root cause that's that's causing that. Is that correct? correct? Yes. Awesome. Okay. And so is it also just women that are going through the change? Or do you see young women too? 
I do see some young women. Uh, my youngest patients have been, uh, one of them's 13 and she has a thyroid issue. And then the next ones are age 21 and they have a benign tumor on the pituitary. It's called a prolactinoma. And what it does is that it causes the gonads. So sex hormones, whether it's male or female, they get depressed. And so we need to kind of override that system to get their sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, and so forth back to normal levels. That's awesome. So what do the guys come to see you for? Guys come and see me. Um, our society, you know, has taught men that they need to be strong, but men can also suffer from fatigue, irritability, weight gain, again, around the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, as testosterone continues to drop, then we start to see erectile dysfunction, decrease in libido. Okay. Okay. So, and I, just me personally, I think guys don't go to the doctor enough. Is that the reason that you see a lot more women or are, is it the conditions that you're treating just present themselves much more in the females? I think it's a combination of, you know, women who particularly take care of families. They're the first to seek medical treatment for Mm -hmm. themselves and for their families. Men are very caught up into work, the daily demands of work and family. And so they tend to put things off until it gets to a point where it may be affecting how they work or their relational life at home. Um, Or their wife has prodded them enough to say, now you need to go to the doctor. Correct. Right? Yes. That's awesome. That's really cool. Okay. So, and how can people come say you? Do they have to be recommended by a doctor or can they just come and say, hey, I'm having some issues. I don't know what's going on. And y'all can run some tests and kind of get to the bottom of it. So they can absolutely call me direct. They do not need a referral. Um, we are currently moving to our new space here in, in uh, Pensacola. <clears throat> um, so we're very excited about that. We will be here full time as of October 30th. Where, where were you before that? Were you Gulf Breeze? We are in Gulf Breeze and uh-huh. moving currently. So we're half and half at the moment. So okay. I'm starting to see part patients here and part patients in uh, Gulf Breeze, but we will be here. Okay, good. So your new location, I see an address on Garden Street. Is that the new location? That is. Give us a point of reference because I know we're downtown right now, close to Garden. Where are you guys going to be? So we are diagonally across the street from Everman's Health Food Store next yeah. to the BBT Bank and the Cheesecake Cafe. Awesome. So you're next to my favorite place, which is Crisula's Cheesecake, yes. right? Yes. That they is are awesome. excellent. They're really, really good. Yeah. If you don't, just a little plug for Crisula's. Um, they're amazing. And they do lunch delivery if you're within a certain area. So they always used to deliver when I used to be um, at East Hill Academy. So um, that's really cool. Yes. Y'all have a great location because the SunTrust building is now going to get a lot of attention, a lot of renovation that Studer Community Institute or Studer Properties is actually taking over that building. So mm-hmm. That's, you couldn't be in a better location, Christine. We are very excited about it. That's very cool. So people can reach out to you. I know you've got a website, thehormonerestorationcenter.com. They can also call you. Do you want to put your phone number out on the, on the World Wide Web? Absolutely. Our phone number, you can call us is 850-333-3566. And now until the end of the year, the Hormone Restoration Center, because of our move, is doing free consultations. That's $150 value. And now till the end of the year? Now until December 31st. And if they choose to do our hormone therapy via pellet therapy, it's an additional $50 off. Wow. So, okay, now this changes the game. Because I think to me, us women, 
I mean, we are strong and, and sometimes we do ignore symptoms that are going on. If somebody doesn't even have any symptoms, should they come by and just get all their stuff tested? And Absolutely. It never hurts to know your numbers. Absolutely. That's amazing. Thank you so much for doing that, Christine. Um, we will definitely add that to the show notes uh, that people can come and do a free consultation. I'm going to personally take advantage of that. I want you to poke and prod me wherever, because I, I think us women, you know, we have to be strong. We're running organizations, we're running businesses. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, then, you know, things happen. And, and, Absolutely. and, you know, some of these issues are, are you know, so I'm a little tired, so I'm gaining a little weight. You know, some of those are kind of easy to sweep under the rug. But if it does have to do with something more glandular or something, you know, within the our systems that could be easily fixed, why shouldn't we take advantage of that? Exactly. You've got such long-term benefits to having your hormones balanced, such as a decreased risk of Alzheimer's dementia, osteoporosis, protection of your heart, your your breast, your brain, and your bones. Yeah, that's kind of like the whole body, right? Correct. <laughs> that is so cool, Christine. I had no idea. I am so glad you came on today to share more of this information. My mom is not the best one. If you're listening, mom, you have not been the best one to educate me on the female body. And, um, and that's okay. Um, I may not have wanted to hear it anyway. Uh, but these are important issues for women, and we do need to take care of ourselves. I hope our listeners will take advantage of, of your services, and I'm excited that you're right here in downtown now, and I'm definitely going to come and, and get all that stuff tested. I would encourage all the other women and men, if there's men out there listening to, they should probably take advantage of that as well. Absolutely. So thank, thank you, you so much, Christine, for being here. I'm excited to be able to share your information. It's a pleasure. Thank Good. you. Good. Awesome. All right. And our next guest, I am super excited to have her here too as well. And it is the amazing, if you've never heard of her before, it is Lori Rogers. She is the Regional Executive Director for the Pace Center for Girls, Escambia, Santa Rosa County. Um, I've looked at a lot of information about what you guys do, and I am thoroughly amazed. Um, I had no idea, though, before I first met you that you've been doing this for a long time. Pace Center for Girls has been around, but you actually started with them as a teacher more than 20 years ago and loved it so much that when, you know, things happen and openings were, were available, you were able to move yourself up in that organization. Pace Center for Girls does the, the most phenomenal things for us are young women in this community. And I know that they need help. You have been helping them for a long time. You guys help girls in not only Escambia County, but also Santa Rosa County. And it's it's about helping them empower themselves and, and change their lives. You are a local girl as well, not only in the state of Florida, but right here from Pensacola. You are a graduate from Pensacola Catholic High School. They don't Do they even call it Catholic anymore? Yeah. It is still called Catholic. I have a hard time keeping up with the high schools and the, and the ones that have changed names. You were also from Pensacola State College, University of West Florida, and Troy State. So definitely right here in our own backyard. Lori, tell us, I know you've got a big event going on next week, but before we get to that, tell us just an overview of what Pace Center for Girls does. Because if it weren't for you guys, I know a lot of our girls, um, they wouldn't have the alternatives that they have now because of what you guys provide. Our mission is to provide girls and young women an opportunity for a better future through education, counseling, training, and advocacy. And our tagline is believing in girls because that's what we do when they're not believing in themselves. Absolutely. We provide holistic services to girls who are experiencing significant problems in their personal and family and school life. 
I did want to mention that we are a 33-year-old agency. A lot of people don't really know that. We are throughout the entire state of Florida. We have 20 centers. Are you only Florida? I mean, not only. I mean, that's huge to have 22 centers in the state of Florida. We're expanding into Georgia uh, in 2018. That is huge. And as a regional director, that will be my center. Nice. That's very cool. Yeah, exactly. That's a great victory. Yeah, I knew you guys. um, And Pace Center for Girls, the assumption was always that you were in Pace, Florida, right? Exactly. So y'all used to be in Pace. Or did you ever? You were never in Pace. Okay. I learned about you when I joined Impact. Because you guys were also a recipient of an impact grant. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge accomplishment just in itself to be a recipient of an impact grant. And I know we've got our big impact meeting this this Sunday. And there's a bunch more amazing organizations that are going to be recognized there. But um, what what was the project back then that you guys got the grant for? Uh, We won in 2008. Was it? Wow. And then we won last year. Okay. Yeah. So... Last year, we were the third center to be chosen to open a REACH program to receive the funds from our headquarters. In the REACH program, the girls don't have to enroll in our day program. We go to them in their schools and their homes and in their community and provide therapeutic and care management services. We can bring them into the center and sometimes we do to have small gatherings and group counseling sessions. Mm-hmm. But we needed more vehicles to be able to have our staff disperse into the community. Right. So we applied for funds and I worked a pretty good deal and we were able to get four brand new vans. That's huge. The, it, Transportation is such a big cost. I know when I look at at the grants that I've reviewed for Impact, a lot of them are transportation grants. So why is that necessary? Do the girls that you're dealing with not have not have the transportation, or is it that they don't want to to get out of their surroundings and get to the center? Why is that? Tell me why that's really important. Well, we had to have those vans for our reach program because it is in the community. Mm-hmm. Transportation is a huge issue. Um, probably 60% or 70% of our girls don't have the means to get to school. So we purchase ECAT tickets and they come from all over the community. They may stand out on the street at six o'clock in the morning, ride to the transfer station, ride from the transfer station to the center and do the same thing to get home. Wow. There's no way we could have a school bus because the girls come from probably a 40 mile radius. Yeah, I was going to say our community just as Escambia County is is big when you go from the south end to the north end of the county and then you throw in Santa Rosa as well. And the same thing, it's got a a big north end of the county and a south end of the county. You'd be driving all day long, yep. you know, just to run all over the place trying to pick up girls. So, how many girls come through your program? We serve about 115 a year in our day program and an additional 80 in our REACH program. Wow. So the REACH program was huge for you guys. It just about almost increased your your capabilities by 50%. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So tell me about the girls that come, that do take part in either the, the in-school, in the, in the center programs or the ones that are in the REACH program. What are some of the main things that you're seeing? Okay. Um, so when the girls first come to PACE, we interview them. We're a voluntary program. But because of our funding, Department of Juvenile Justice and the Department of Education, and I have to say tremendous community support, thank you, all of you out there, 
that help us. It takes a village. Don't I'm it? telling you, we would not be what we are without this generous community. But um, so when they first come in, we do assessments on them. And that's where we, then we plug that information into our database. So at any given moment, moment, I'm able to pull what we call our portraits of risk. And I can get percentages of what is the profile of the girl that we're serving right now. So those would be like metrics or like your dashboard. Yes. So presently about 60% of the girls come from homes where a family member or a parent has been incarcerated, multiple, multiple moves. There's very, the, the uh, instability in their home lives with more and more homeless girls. Uh, 50% of them have diagnosed mental health disorder. Um, 25% have actually attempted to end their lives. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about 12 to 15 year olds. Jeez. Yes. That Uh, just is heartbreaking. School failure, um, no wonder, with all the domestic violence oh, yeah. and just chronic chaos that they've experienced. Um, they either don't go to school. We About 40% of the girls we're serving right now have already dropped out. Mm. 30% of them have been expelled or frequently suspended. So although it looks like, oh, well, Pace, that's a great place, but Pace is a necessity really for these young women because I... I often say, I don't know what would have happened to her had she not come. Well, of course. And the and the big picture is if, if you don't help them when they're younger, then they become, it be, the issues become much more significant when they get older. I mean, if they're, if you're able to get them younger, can you work through some of these issues? I mean, you can't fix a broken home. You can't fix a parent that's incarcerated. You can't fix, you know sexual things that are going on, you know, in in some of these situations, if they're being a victim of, of you know, some type of, you know, sexual um, crimes as well. But but can you give them enough tools that they can overcome their circumstances? I mean, is there light at the end of that tunnel? That is the whole goal of the program is to help them believe in themselves, mm-hmm. find their strengths. We give them opportunities to lead them that leads them to success then we celebrate their success but all along the way we're helping them see that their choices are what brought them to where they are Mm -hmm. and because we want them to recognize their own personal power Mm -hmm. we cannot change the circumstances like you said right and sometimes people like well they don't live here they go back to wherever right because you can't foster them. You can't adopt them all, no. right? It's not the the humane society. I mean, you can't you can't just rip them out. They have families. That's right. So we just help them work on their skills, like communication skills, problem solving, decision making, goal setting, and try to set them up for success. And now, why I have never worked a day in my life for the last twenty two years is because you literally watch them unfold in front of your eyes. It's yeah. like, I think of them as like little wilting flowers when they first come. And then, you know, a week later, some leaves start to pop out. And then you never know when the when the wall's going to come down and they start to feel free and safe and fresh again. And then yeah. then you look over and they're, they're just this 
beautiful blossom. That's amazing. Can you tell us a story? I know, you know, there's confidentiality issues, so no names or anything like that. But can you tell us a story about a victory that you've seen where you've just seen that amazing turn? And I know I probably, and I ask you, can you tell a story? You probably have 50 million stories that you could tell, but tell us one um, and try not to make me cry, but um, tell us one that that's just going to warm all of our listeners' hearts so hard because I love all of my girls and there's girls that are in their 30s. I mean, I can't go to Walmart or the mall or downtown without seeing adult women that I just go, oh my God, look at you. And they're like, if I hadn't come to pace, this would not be me right now. But um, I'm thinking of one that is recent. So the little girl started, I'm not going to use her name, um, wore a lot of really dark, black, angry makeup. You could speak to her and she would kind of look, sometimes she'd grunt. There was no hellos. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like it here. I hate all of you. So um, we just give unconditional positive regard to every girl. That's like, okay, you can say that. But we care about you and we're glad you're here. Mm -hmm. So little by little by little, she started to unfold. So um, I asked her to tour a guest. I thought, let me put her in a position where she's going to take on some leadership and feel good about herself. And she disclosed some of her story that she had not disclosed before. Um, Why I, back up, I'm sorry, why I chose her is, I had a woman come and tell me that she was going to give a scholarship to two scholarships to girls for um, an esthetician program that she, that she owns. And I knew this girl wanted to go into esthetician. Mm. So um, after she walked out, I have a little window on my door and I see her and another girl embracing and she's crying. And she's just said, I I've never, I've never really sat and had somebody listen to me and, really seemed like they cared about my story. So Wow, that's huge just in itself. Yeah. And then I got her later and we were talking about this the scholarship and she's staring at me and I said, well, what is it? And burst, burst into tears again. And she said, no one has ever spent this amount of time listening to me and helping me prepare for my future. So just this week, we went over to PSC and we met with the... So she's grown up now. She's going to graduate in about four months. and we're From already, the esthetician program? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Okay. She's going to graduate from us. Then she's going to okay. go straight over to PSC into that program. But she she has a little skip in her step now. I mean, That's and she's huge. a little fresh face and wears braided pigtails and just... I bet she's cute as a button. She is cute as a button. Ah. The you know, and our listeners can't see this. Of course, this is radio, but Lori is beaming. <laughs> Lori is smiling from ear to ear. You can see the passion that you have. I mean, it's almost like your aura like takes up a huge amount of space. I know our listeners can't see it, but it, it, I couldn't imagine somebody that's more dedicated, more passionate to run this amazing program and services for these girls in this area. You are incredible. 
Thank you. You are. Um, no wonder you can't go around town without girls <laughs> flocking to you. That's amazing. So this girl that nobody had, and I'm sure there were lots of people that tried, but for whatever reason, she just did never felt comfortable enough to open up and tell her story is now somebody that's going to have an amazing, amazing future. And you never know when they're going to open up. So even after that happened, she came to me yesterday and disclosed um, the time when she was sexually assaulted that she never shared before. Wow. So she's just healing every, every opportunity, every time we deepen our relationships, she's able to be more vulnerable yeah. and reach out for support. And then she's just getting stronger every Yeah. And you've been doing this for 20 years. So you have probably interacted with thousands and thousands of girls just in this two county area. Is that common with a lot of them? Almost like an onion where you you get some of the layers to start peeling off and they just come off in layers. Or does it happen like overnight? Um, It's usually layers because they have brick walls. Oh, of course. And with cement and multiple layers (laughs) that they've not really experienced uh, relationships with adults that they felt like they were, they could trust and be supported. And so it's once they realize these people really are for me, that's when they start to, you know, give us a chance. Yeah. Um, You know, it's, we're asking them to change. They want their lives to be better, Mm -hmm. um, but they don't really know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they, they want it, but they don't want to put in the effort. So sure. we kind of have to hard. change is hard. Mm-hmm. But um, so I call the girls actor inners or actor outers because they take all of that yucky that's on the inside and they just spew it out on other people mm-hmm. and hit people, cuss at people, um, violate the law, wear dark makeup. Or their actor inners and they take all of that yucky and they just project it on themselves. Mm-hmm. And those are the girls who wind up being promiscuous, drugging, cutting, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> thinking of suicide. Yeah. So you've got to be an incredible, well, you've got to have an incredible understanding of your own self to be able to do that. Because what you're looking for is you're recognizing when a girl comes in Number one, what are her main issues, whether she can vocalize them or not? Um, Number two, how can we connect with that girl to be able to help her? Because if you can't connect with her, you can't you can't help her. So you have got to be, Lori, a great reader of other people and to be able to figure out all these things pretty quickly. And I know you've got a huge team around you as well that helps you with this. It's not just you doing this. There's there's you've got other teachers and you've got counselors and I'm sure you've got, you know, all sorts of staff. Um, that helps with you. Um, but you've got to be so, so well aware of what's going on without them being able to communicate it themselves. Is that true? We have an amazing staff. Yeah. Who has whole purpose in being there is to help these girls change their lives. No one is there for a job. So when I tell you that we assess them when they first come in, we continue to assess them. I'm sure. So um, we put all the information that we have, I, I think of it's like a puzzle out on the table. And then we look for missing pieces and we continue. It's almost like an experiment. And we just continue to dig 
through, mainly Mm -hmm. trying to get the information from them because they're their best resource Sure, for um, who they are and what they're feeling and their perception of Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So we also meet at least once a month and discuss each girl's progress. We call it care management. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of like a medical model where... I was going to say just like case management Mm -hmm. in the medical world. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's awesome. So you've got your whole team of input because one people one person may pick up on one thing and somebody else may pick up on something else. So and that's incredible. I think the differences between you and Christine that we just talked about is Christine's got the the ability to run tests. Tests, you know, can give you, you know, 100 percent, you know, okay, you tested for this or we tested for that. Whereas you, Lori, you don't have those kind of tests. It's almost like you don't know what may connect with one girl that's not going to connect with the girl right next to her that's displaying the exact same circumstances or the exact same behavior. It may be completely different. You got it. It's a lot of like trial and error, Mm -hmm. I would bet. And a Mm -hmm. lot of not just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, but kind of, yeah, let's try this. Maybe this would work. Hey, let's try this. This might work. And then finding and then being aware enough to find that one thing that goes, that's it. We got it. We got in kind of thing. So I know you're different as far as other businesses. You're not looking for clients, right? Um, your goal would be hopefully all these girls are going to find help within themselves and empower themselves that, that it would put you out of business, wouldn't it? Obviously, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you looking for as an organization? What can the community help you with um, without trying to continue to have girls that need your services? Is it getting the word out? Is it having the money to be able to do the things that you do? Is it in-kind trade for different things that you guys offer? What it, what it, What are your biggest needs? All of those things. All of them? Donations? <laughs> <laughs> Everything uh, that you mentioned. Um, you know, we really want people to understand what we do. So we really would like anybody who's interested to come and take a tour and see what happens at Pace. Because um, not everybody in this community knows what you do, right? No. Even though you've been here, like you said, 30 plus years, I'm sure there's people within just this mile area that have never heard of Pace Center for Girls. I think if you don't need our services or, you know, are lucky enough to never have had uh, a girl in your life that needed our support, you probably wouldn't have sought us out. Um, our board of directors does an incredible job of advocacy for us mm-hmm. um, and have brought all kinds of people to the table of support in many, many different ways. Uh we love our partnership with the Scambia County School District, and we cherish our partnership with Pensacola State College. The president gave us some land to build a custom building four years ago. We moved in September 27th, four years ago. Awesome. We were on the campus for 18 years in a very small Maybe that's when I found y'all because I knew you guys moved. I was thinking it was from Pace, obviously, because this is Pace Center for Girls. I just made that natural assumption that I'm sure you've had a million times. So maybe that's when I first discovered y'all was when you guys moved into that new building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is amazing. Thank you, Lori. Mm, Thank you. I value you and I know the girls in this community value you. Um, you are providing an incredible service with not only yourself, but the entire organization throughout the entire state of Florida. And I can't wait to see what you guys find in Georgia um, as well. And maybe is the goal for this to go nationwide? Yes. Or is the goal like, can we even stop it there? Or would it be international? I mean, where do you where do you set the top? 
We're going to start with Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Georgia will be a good start. That is amazing. Thank you again for what you do. I just am, it touches my heart. Um, You know, we as, as powerful women of the Gulf Coast, we're an organization where we promote, advance, and improve women in business. Women wouldn't be in business if it weren't for what Pace Center for Girls does to get them to that point. And I'm sure we even have some of our members that may be some of your graduates. So that's amazing. I love that. All right. So now we're going to do a little bit more general discussion about women in business because you are a woman in business. Christine's a woman in business. Um, Tell us, um, I want to hear from whoever wants to answer the question about stress management. Are either one of y'all under stress, really? Like, or am I the only one? Oh, no. All the time. (laughs) All the time. So, Christine, you piped up first. Let me hear. How do you manage your stress? I have to do and remember about self-care. It is, as a medical practitioner, we have a tendency that we're the caregivers of everyone else in the local community who trust us to take care of them. But if we don't take care of ourselves, we are not giving that 100% to the community. So I connect very well. I'm, I'm a beach baby, so I have to take time out to go to the beach, listen to the water, watch the birds, feel the wind on my face, the the salt spray. Um, and then, you know, I do some meditation and, you know, I take my walks and, you know, just outside with my little headphones on, but I'm paying attention to the nature that's around me. That's amazing. That's so cool. And you tapped into exactly what it is. Self-care is individualized and you have to figure out what self-care means for you. Yes. So um, I'll tell a little story. I had a bad breakup years and years ago and I couldn't get over the guy, you know, one of those things. And so I went to the bookstore thinking there was a book that could solve this issue. And I did. I found this book that I still give to other women. I can't remember what the title is right now, but it's all about 30 days to like get over a breakup. But it was all about water. So it was like on one day you just go and listen to water streaming somewhere. And another day it's, you know, you really, while you're taking your shower, you really absorb that water, you know, through your body. And another one was, you know, going to the beach or it was all about water. It was like so cool. And since then, that's a lot of my self-therapy. A lot of my self-care is is being around water, you know, whether it's jumping in a pool or whether it's going to the beach or whether it's, you know, having a nice relaxing bath. A lot of that is is my self-therapy and self-care as well. How about you, Lori? What do you do? I know you've got a little water coming up in your future, too. So is that normal? Is that a way that you de-stress, too? I would say the same things that you all said. Um, in addition, I think I really try to manage my stress. <clears throat> excuse me, um, with my mindset, um, trying to change the paradigm of things, um, looking for what's the good in all situations. It helps reduce the, that sense of negativity or, or over feeling overwhelmed. Just count basically, I guess, count your blessings. Yeah, absolutely. Looking for that silver lining, looking for the positive, because life is going to throw us some crazy stuff. I know you've got a big event coming up next week. We've got a big event for our conference coming up. And it just seems like the closer I get to big events like that, things like hurricanes pop up or, you know, staff members, you know, have medical issues. Or like right now, I told you that before we started the show, one of our speakers that's flying down was in the ER last night. You know, it's you could take those things and go, oh, my gosh, the world is closing in on me. Or you could say, hey, maybe this is an opportunity to learn something Mm -hmm. um, from it. So that's incredible that that you handle it the same way um, as well. 
Yeah. Do you, um, let me ask Christine, because she does come from the medical side too. Um, stress is big, big for women. What, what happens when we, when we stress um, too much? Um, does it have effects on us physically as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, both men and women. So we have, we see increases in blood pressure. We see weight gain. Um, a lot of people will stress eat. And so then that's yeah. the weight gain, you know, uh, hormonally wise, you know, we see an increase in the excretion of cortisol, you know, which is one of our stress hormones. And so, of course, that helps us also gain weight. And, you know, so it absolutely is. So you're talking about an increased risk of all cardiovascular disease and high blood pressure. And then, um, you know, we're eating and we're eating out of control. Then we start talking about diabetes as well. So stress is is a big factor in disease and, you know, could it be feeding into cause of death? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think even for women, it's even a bigger issue Mm -hmm. um, with the stress management too. So if stress is a big deal and stress affects at least us three women, I don't think we're alone. I think there's a lot of women out there that stress is a big deal for. How do we hedge that off from the very, very beginning? I know, Christine, you talked about meditation and I'm one of those that when I get up in the morning, I meditate. Sometimes it's, 10 seconds and sometimes it's 10 minutes, but I'm always grateful to kind of set the intention at the very beginning of the day. What things do you guys do to try to set that, that positive that if, that you do on a daily basis that if you didn't do, there's just no way you would be as successful? I think Lori touched on one for me is getting up every day and counting the blessings, being thankful for what we do have. You know, I have a family. I have a wonderful husband and daughter. I have a career that I absolutely love. Um, and I have patients who I dearly love and who love me back. Um, so it's that feeling and that attitude of thankfulness. Yeah. And I think we all have things to be grateful for. Um, I know I have a new journal that I love. My husband got me one. It's called the best self journal. And I love it because on each page, it has at the very beginning, you write three things that you're grateful for. Then you do your normal stuff throughout the day and goal setting and different things like that. And then at the end, it's got at the end of the day, you write three things you're grateful for. So you're always doing that Oreo thing where you're, you're bookending good things on the pot, you know, positive things on the beginning and on the end. And then, you know, hopefully the, the middle is positive too. But, but at least if you're, you're creating that intention of that positivity, mm-hmm. what do you do, Lori? That's pretty much the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. When you're mentioning your journal, though, we have a practice that we meet every day. All staff meet every day at the end of the day. And we do talk about the stressors of the day, but we end that meeting with celebrations. And the majority of the time, the staff have, they're excited to share their celebrations and they have many more celebrations than they do stressors. So we put that practice into place years ago so that everybody can leave at the end of their day feeling positive. Well, in the work that you do, I can't imagine the amount of confidence, positive support, self-care, all those kind of things that you have to do because you're dealing with girls that are dealing with some, you know, unbelievable circumstances. So as staff and as the, the ones that are absorbing a lot of that stress, you know, that can deteriorate your staff pretty quickly. So I love hearing that you end that on a great note. I think, I think that's so important. And I think you have to, you have to look for those things in life. If, if you, if you just ask somebody at the end of the day, how was your day in your business? I would bet that 
it would be a lot of negative stuff yeah. because that's the majority of what they're dealing with throughout the day. But if you say, if you don't say, how was your day? And you say, tell me about the positive things that happened today, then it trains people to start being aware of those positive things. And it and in your business, it's probably not the huge things that happen. It's all the little tiny victories that happen throughout the day. I think also, you know, we hear the girls' stories and we know what's happened to them in their lives. But from that point on, we just say, what's next? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. So we're not going to wallow around and yeah. what's happened in the past. So all, all of our staff work from a forward thinking perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you said at the beginning, you can't, you can't change those circumstances. You can't pull, you can't take these girls out of their families. Mm-hmm. They have families that, that are doing what they can. Yep. You know, they may not right. have the right skills, but while they're at your center, you have the ability to make their lives amazing. That's really cool. That's really cool. All right. So I'm going to ask another question about mentoring. So Christine, you shared with me that, that you had a business partner that you worked with quite a bit that when you moved back up here, um, you were able to, to work with him a little bit more. Was that more of a mentoring relationship or you, have you done a lot of mentoring in the nursing industry as well? Um, I done quite a bit. I've precepted um, nursing students. I've precepted nurse practitioner what students. What precepted mean? So they come into the office and as a student, but they actually see patients. So like the nurse practitioners, they're seeing patients, you know, so I will send them into the room and they'll first start out just doing the interview and they'll come back and talk to me. And as they progress, they go through the interview to the physical assessment, to the diagnosis and what is their plan of treatment. So, so that's like a medical version of mentoring, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Very cool. Very cool. So tell me about your relationship as is as a as a mentor. Um, tell me about some of the things that that you've seen come out of that. Um, it really helps to develop some discernment. Um, so you're you're working with a student, and you really want to have them have a positive experience and you want the patients to have a positive experience in this case. And, but they also need to learn, you know, where do they need to improve? And and so being able to pick that up and express it in a positive way so that um, they take the criticism as it's meant to be, to be constructive and where to improve, but also to give that positive feedback where they are strong, where they are excelling. So it's that discernment and imbalance of how we talk to them and to help them move forward for graduation and then into the career. It's all the stuff that they're not going to learn from the med- medical books. Correct. It's all that is at the bedside manner kind of stuff. That, yes, that's part of it. It's the yeah. bedside manner. It's the, you know, interviewing process. It's um, paying attention to the subtle signs. What does the patient look like? What are they saying to you? Um, body language. You know, so it, it's coming into practice, getting that hands on and putting that full picture together. That's really amazing. Do you still mentor people or are you a mentee of someone's as well yourself? Or do you talk to other business owners that are not even in your particular industry as well? All of it. Yeah. Um, Good. So I'm a mentor. I'm a mentee. I work with Dr. Richard Churn. He's a medical doctor and our main office is in Miramar Beach. Um, wonderfully smart, intelligent and easy to get along with. Um, man, I've learned a lot from him, and um, I could not have asked for a better person to work with. 
Well, and in the medical world, the same thing, you know, you've got to be at your at the top of your game. Yes. I mean, these are people's lives. It's their livelihood as well. So it's not something you can just kind of trial and error. And no, you it know, it's a lot of training. Yeah, no kidding. And then not something that you don't, you know, you want somebody to have those skills young, not, you know, hey, I'm in my 60s and I've been in the career long enough that I've learned these lessons. You want mm -hmm. them to have learned those lessons much, much earlier as well. So that's amazing to hear as well. And I know you, Lori, a lot of what you do in the in the program with Pay Center for Girls is about mentoring. But how about yourself? Do you mentor other um, directors and other organizations? Do you mentor other women? Are you a mentee as well yourself? I uh, have about six or seven direct reports, but um, all of the staff, I appreciate spending quality time with them and understanding where they're coming from and being supportive of them. Um, I, when I first got into leadership at Pace, um, I realized at that time I needed to transfer the skills that I used with the girls in mentoring them into the adults that I work with. Yeah. And, um, I also recognize that you've got to use the same skill set as with the girls by you can't mentor someone from your perspective. You really have to reach them and lead them looking through their lens. Mm -hmm. And that can be difficult. Um, mm -hmm. But I found that if you will listen, if you ask and you listen, they'll tell you what they need. I, as part of my regular questions, when I'm interviewing somebody, I ask them right then, what do you need in a supervisor? What do you need in a leader? Mm -hmm. So I can kind of see right away, one, if they'd be a good fit. Obviously, sure. that's why you interview people. But just like, where are you coming from? Yeah. What motivates you? What motivates you? Yeah. How can I how can I support you in the best way? And even as adults, I'm sure, you know, definitely with the girls that you that you work with, they may not have the skills to be able to communicate. But by mm -hmm. the time we get into adulthood, Hopefully we've developed those skills, but it's not always that clear. I mean, I have a hard time expressing, you know, I do, I've done a lot of self, uh, soul searching and I think I know my interior, you know, pretty well, but even sometimes the words I use may not communicate to somebody else exactly what I'm, what I'm feeling or what I'm trying to communicate to them. It's, it's amazing at how our, even our communication, we can be on different pages. Well, and I just was listening to what you said and I think, Personal development never should never end. Mm -hmm. I mean, I try to learn something new every day. We use what we call or what's called reflective practice at Pace to hone our, our individual and team skills. And that practice is you look at a situation and then you have to be self-critical and say, did I do my best? Mm hmm could I have gotten a different outcome? What outcome would I want? And then you work backward and you try purposefully to, to take a different action yeah, to get different results. And then you just keep revisiting that until, so all of our staff use this type of, um, in either individually or in groups use this strategy to not only improve their skill set, but to learn more about themselves. Well, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, we're all here on on earth. We're all going through different things, but we can learn from every situation. I do a present to it. 
Yeah, if you're open to it. I do um, training classes for what we call Power Up. And one of the philosophies that we talk about in Power Up is a book um, that I've that I've read. Um, and I can't remember the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes. But it But it talks about being looking at every experience as an experience, not as just an activity. So even walking from your car to the building that you're going in can be an experience. Mm -hmm. There are things that you can learn by doing that. Um, And life is all about teaching you things. If you're, like you said, if you're open to it, if you're aware of it, if you're conscious Mm -hmm. enough to recognize what some of those things are. And sometimes you're banging yourself up against a brick wall because literally you are banging yourself up against a brick wall. And if you just open your eyes and realize, oh, that's a wall that I keep (laughs) trying to go through. Why am I running into these same problems? Well, that's because there's a wall right in front of you. Open your eyes and realize you got to walk around or things like that. But I love that you talked about professional development. So what things, and I'm a a professional development um, um, addict as well. I'm a podcast addict and I love to read leadership books. We have over 200 books. I think we're up to 250 that we're giving away at the conference next week that are all leadership books. Um, Are you a big book reader? Do you, how do you sell, how do you do professional development? Do you go to seminars? Do you learn online? Is it audio stuff for you? What do you do to develop yourself? So when you asked, am I a reader? It made me think about the stress management question because yes, probably a novel a week. It's one of my passions. That's awesome. Um, as far as trashy the- novel, like just fun <laughs> stuff that you would read on the beach or like, well, believe it or not, I read stories that are similar to the stories of the girls that we serve. Wow. So you're still immersing yourself mm-hmm. in understanding mm-hmm. the culture or not mm-hmm. the culture, but the, the, you know, potential of what you might run into. Um, yes, my agency, uh, very much believes in professional development of the staff. We have a learning and development department. Um, our, our organizational development leaders are, um, regularly have seminars and trainings, um, speed of trust, um, situational leadership Speed of trust by Stephen Covey. But my, my favorites, uh, my, um, my go-to is, um, FYI it's for your improvement. Mm. Um, it, is that the name of a book? It's the name of the book. Okay. Um, it's competencies and there's probably two or three pages for each competency and they list in bullet points. That's why I love it. It's so easy to read. I was going to say for the busy professional. It, you just, you scan it. It's like if you're skilled, you have these characteristics. If you're not skilled and if you overuse the skill and then you, I just sit there and if something I feel like I need to work on, I'll just check off like what am I stronger here or there? And then there's a list of remedies, just short little one paragraph things you can try out. So again, you have to be open to like really getting in touch with yourself and being honest. Well, and that's the biggest thing. I think sometimes we put things out there and I always remind people, don't put it out in the universe unless you're willing to deal with it because the universe will bring it right to Mm -hmm. you if you ask for something. Yeah. Is it about developing skills that you're not strong in um, or is it about developing skills that you're already strong in and expanding those? Both. Yeah. I mean, I use the book when you're talking about mentoring. I use the the book for my staff. Like if I feel like there's an area, a competency area that they may need to work on, I'll just make copies of that one competency and give it to them and say, just use this and, you know, just evaluate yourself. And then. 
See, and that's really cool as a leader. It's hard to, it's easy to see that there, there needs to be improvement. I think the hardest thing is to help guide somebody on how to improve that, you know, area. So I think that's a great thing to say, hey, I'd love to see, you know, improvement in this area. And here's how you can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of kind of getting them not only to be able to improve that skill, but then also to, to provide them the tool, the path on how to get there. That's awesome. I'm going to get that book. FYI for your information. Um, that's not one of the books that we have in our stack. So um, I'm going to definitely pull that one. How about you, Christine? Are you a book reader? I are am. you a podcast addict? What are, <laughs> share with us what, what you do for professional development. So I do read. Um, we have to maintain continuing education, which is professional development Absolutely. for the medical mm-hmm. group. Um, so I either, we, it, can do it over articles. We can do it over the internet. We can um, go to conference. In fact, I'll be going to the Florida Nurse Practitioner Conference next week, right after the Powerful Women Conference. Yay! So I'll be doing back-to-back conferences. That's awesome. And I remember when I was in, I did 25 years in the financial industry and I had licenses and certifications and, you know, all that stuff. And it always, you know, all those, you have to do CE Mm -hmm. um, to to, um, be able to maintain those things. Um, and, and conferences, I would go to conferences and they'd load you up with, you know, okay, I got all my CEs and then some of them would roll over and, you know, it was a, it was a constant battle, but that's cause I'm an education guru. I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. learning, just like you said, Lori, I'm all about professional development. And I think we never get to the point where we've learned everything. Um, I'm always pulling resources, trying to learn from, you know, just life in general. Um, so that's right. really cool to hear, hear about the things that you're doing as well. So. Uh, thank you, ladies. We've gotten to the to the end of our time. I want to throw it back over to you guys too, just to reiterate your own businesses, your organizations, so that we can get people to where you want to be. So, Christine, um, I know you made an offer earlier about free consultations for people. That is huge. But um, is there anything else that you're specifically look, looking for? Any niches? If you're having these symptoms, or if you're running into this problem. Um, that you'd love to throw out there and then tell us how people can get in touch with you. Sure. So if if you're a male or female and you're experiencing unrelenting fatigue, poor sleep, weight gain, irritability, a decrease in sex drive and libido or erectile dysfunction, please give us a call. It's it's not age-based and you can reach us at 850-333-3566. And now until December 31st, your consultation is free. And if you decide to follow through using our hormone pellet therapy, it's $50 off your first insert. That's awesome. How about a website? Do people w- find you on the website too? They do. They can Good. find us on Facebook or on the website. So our website is www.thehormonerestorationcenter.com. And of course, we're on Facebook at slash the Hormone Restoration Center. That's awesome. That's awesome. So there's lots of different ways people can reach out to you. And you said that they did. We did I ask you if they need insurance? Um, we can use insurance when we're drawing okay. labs. Okay, cool. Um, so we just take a copy of the insurance card and we send it to the lab for processing, and the lab will bill their insurance for them. Awesome. And if somebody goes through your your services, they would have a report that they could give to their their general practitioner or anything like that. Absolutely. As well. Yes. Okay. We share the labs with them. We give them a copy when we bring them back for going over the lab and the care plan. And we also do give what's called a super bill. So it's got all of those insurance codes on it. So patients can bill their insurance themselves and receive reimbursement directly from their insurance company. 
Wow. Super bill. Never nice. heard that one before. Love, lovely medical forms and all in the, the paperwork world we live in, right? Correct. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Christine, for being here. Thank the you. Hormone Restoration Center. I learned some new things today. I'm going to definitely come and, and take advantage of the free consultation because I don't know what I got going on. But if it's anything, I want to be able to fix it now rather than later uh, on in life. And Lori Rogers, Pace Center for Girls. I know you've got a big event next week, the Baggett Luncheon, right? It's our 10th anniversary Baggett Luncheon. That is so cool. Very Tell us a little bit about that. And are you looking, are y'all sold out? Do you need more people coming? We are are presently not sold out. Okay. Um, You can call the center if you would like. It's a bagged lunch, but it's delicious, catered by Four Seasons. It's at the home of Susan and Brian Finger in Gulf Breeze. Right now, we have about 55 handbags that we'll be auctioning off. I think the women really enjoy attending the event and just getting together and knowing that they're coming together and buying the handbags to support the work that we do at Pace. Absolutely. It's not until next year, but I do want to put it out there that our Men Who Cook event. I love that event. It's the best. And uh, it really means a lot to all of us that 50 or so men in our area make the effort and enjoy doing it and knowing also that they're doing it to this to support our program and our girls that event does sell out pretty quickly so yeah. i'd say it's the first of the year go ahead and get your name on the list exactly sell out meaning the the team of men's men are sold out or you mean the attendance uh, the guest Awesome. Because it's awesome. at Sanders Beach. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So there's a capacity. And that's a really cool event, too. So I'm excited. I've, I've asked my husband. My husband's a little... Because y'all don't look for professional chefs. These are like amateur, you know, just dudes in the kitchen. Oh, kind of thing. can't be professional. Yes, cannot be professional. So my husband's one of those. He loves to cook and he's not professional. And I'm trying to get him and his, and one of his buddies to like, you know, do a team. I've tried to for a few years. So we'll see awesome. if maybe he'll... Maybe he'll finally come to the table this year. Okay. Um, and I know y'all too want other people to rally around the team. It's all about celebrating and and empowering that team. So um, my husband would be totally embarrassed, but um, I'll try to get him to try to do that as well. So are you a bag girl or are you a heels girl? Bags are you, you like purses or, or high can't heels. do both. Well, you could. Okay, yeah, both. <laughs> both. Okay, cool. And I haven't looked at your shoes today to see if you've got some amazing shoes on. How about you, Christine? Are you a bad girl or are you a heels girl? Are you a, I'm a down home girl and don't need some of that kind of stuff? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm definitely not a big heels girl and more of a wedge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm a wedge. Here they are. Wedges are comfortable and actually from the medical world, aren't they a little bit better on our bodies? Yes. I can't wear those, those needle point heels anymore. Yeah. I love them, but yeah, I can't wear those either. <laughs> I've even got some wedgie, not wedge, but they're the clunky heels, mm-hmm. but they're they're actually the nicer clunky heels. Like back yeah. in the day, remember when the clunky heels were Absolutely. just You're embarrassing? Talking about the 70s? <laughs> the, yeah, the granny shoes. I know. I'm so glad those are out. But now, because these are much more stable, I can run in these and not have a problem. So, okay, so back at luncheons next week, hopefully... Um, I know you guys have an awesome amount of people that are supporting that. And it happens to be at the same time as our Powerful Women Pursue Your Passion Conference, which was not intentional. But maybe yeah. next year we can we work can, that out. Exactly. Let's work it out so that we could because I'd love to see us do more things to combine. And I did reference the the mayor proclamation. So I'll talk to you after the show about maybe some ways we can utilize that. But then tell us another thing that you're looking for for Pace Center for Girls. What can people help you out with right now? And then how do they find you as well? 
Um, we are at 1028 Underwood Avenue. PaceCenter.org is how you would find us on the World Wide Web. Our phone number is 478-7060. And what you can do for us, I really don't like to limit anybody's opportunities. Uh, find out about us. Check us out. Come visit. If you're called to do something, then we'll embrace that. And we we just like people to do things for us that are tied to the mission, that their heart tells them that this is they want to contribute or participate with us in some way. Absolutely. So you're looking for volunteers. You're looking for donations. You're looking for just awareness in the community. You're yeah. looking for people to come to your events. You're looking for sponsors mm-hmm. to help all, all of the above. And I know you're just limiting it right now to Florida and Georgia, but hopefully we'll see this movement go nationwide and international um, as well, because y'all have an amazing program that, that you're doing as well. So thank you, Lori, for you being here today. You are phenomenal. And I just love spending time learning more about what you're doing. And like I said at the beginning of the show, if it weren't for Pay Center for Girls, there wouldn't be the opportunities for those girls to become women and some of them in business, which helps powerful women of the Gulf Coast as well. So thank you, too, for being here as well. So we're going to go ahead and close out the show. We talked a lot today about the Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast Conference. That is coming up next Thursday, and that will be our full-day conference. And then we've got the free event called Meet the Speaker and Expo on Wednesday night. That one is open to men and women, and it's free to attend. So it'll be at Sanders Beach as well. You could come by. You could meet the keynote. You could buy some books. You could check out all the vendor tables that are going to be there as well. So whatever it is that that um, that you want to do, we would love to have your support with that as well. And if you'd like to check out Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, we have a website called PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com. We also have a nice Facebook presence as well called Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. You can check out our information there as well. And I know it's all focused on the conference, but we also do also, um, other amazing things as well. We've got the monthly meetings in Pensacola and a Gulf Breeze that you can attend. Those are free and open to any woman, whether they're in business or wanting to get in business, or maybe they're not in business and they just want to mingle and connect with other fabulous women as well. We do our Power Up classes. We're halfway through Power Up Challenge number four. So we're excited to be finishing that session um, as well. And that really helps either men or women in business develop more skills. So things like marketing, networking, business efficiency, you know, how can we utilize some of these apps that are available and some of this technology to increase our business? And we do the conference. We also do these uh, women in leadership podcast shows as well. And I'm sure there's other things I'm forgetting um, as well that we do. So if you want to take advantage of everything, anything that we do in Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, we would love to have you involved in that as well. And thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I hope you will tune in to more of our shows and we look forward to seeing you next month. Mm-hmm.